three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Hunter here, and I've got a I've got a full house here. Oh my god, there's there's so many people here, so much room for activities. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the horn here. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. So I am your humble co-host. This is Hunter, and I have. Oh, I'm Allie. Uh, if you guys listened to the Halloween episode, I was on that one too. Which, if you have listened to that, you sh- uh, you should. And you're going to be on the Us review too, which I'm. Which, yes. Which reviews are already coming out for that? They're saying it's great. So because it it's Jordan Peele and he's amazing. <laughs> and I have. I'm Elise. I'm a first timer. Yeah, I. And, and you actually left your house to come over and do this, like. No, it's a bit rare. <laughs> like, thank you. Like. I'm not gonna like that's the problem the most honored about because I know how hard it is for you to leave your house without wine being involved. So I was like, oh shit, like I'm just a nap connoisseur. That's that's fair. And I also have Hello, I'm Daniel, the token English person. <laughs> <laughs> I was, say, I was about to say, no, we are not doing a Doctor Who audio adventure. This is no. actually... Oh, like Captain Britain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Britain, yes. Yeah, actually, you would make a power of Excalibur, that's what drives me. That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, we're actually reviewing Captain Marvel, and I'm about half hour, not half hour, like 90 minutes out from it, so it's very fresh, so you'll get my true feelings on it. So... You just can get this out of the way. So what? Rotten Tomatoes pretty much shut down, it seemed like, in the last couple days. Because there's so many trolls going after Captain Marvel, trying to bash you with bad reviews. It's doing really well already. It's setting for a, I think I read, $350 million uh, weekend between international and domestic. And I just got to say, because there are guys who are, of course, going like, oh, it's a feminist agenda, blah, 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 blah. Like... Uh, just you're making the guys who actually want to see more diversity. You're making our job harder. So stop with that shit, please. With that said, this movie's really good. So I went, ha! Huh, it's not even bad. So people can bash it. It's actually a quite an amazing film. I was not surprised, but I was going in kind of like I was with Black Panther, going, oh god, if this is bad, then racists will be like, see. A black person can't save the world, so I'll have that same, <laughs> that same fear going into this. Like, okay, please, like, please, Marvel, don't fuck this up. And uh, yeah, they they didn't. I'm really curious on uh, our, uh, our 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 kind of our thoughts on it. Uh, so, Allie, I know you're a big you're a big Captain Marvel fan, so that's one reason why I wanted to have you on. So, I'm familiar with the character since about 05, after I graduated uh, high school, which seems so long ago, after I put the year out there. Uh, but after uh, reading through Carol, uh, Carol's uh, story and everything, they definitely make some tweaks in the story, which I went, okay, but there weren't really any tweaks I was offended by. But you being a diehard fan, kind of what were your initial thoughts? Uh, I'm actually okay with the the tweaks that they made as well. Um, Her storyline is crazy because she started out as Miss Marvel in the comics and then she briefly 
gets absorbed or absorbs somebody's powers in connection with Rogue and becomes binary, which makes her like twice as strong before finally taking on the mantle of Captain Marvel after the original Captain Marvel, who is a man in the comics, dies and gives her his mantle. I think that that'd be way too much for them to try and explain. So I'm like cool with them just starting out with her already like as herself. Yeah, and I will say, because I think one of the hardest things to do is translate the, the costume from book to film. This is one of my favorite costumes that I've seen on the screen. Like, it looked fantastic. And speaking of fantastic looking, Brie Larson. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So, <laughs> Happy so, my captain. Yeah, that, that's that's my lovely so, girlfriend, Leia, you're hearing. Hi. So, so. Brie Larson, and I think people forget Academy Award winning Best Actress Brie Larson, yeah. which yeah, very true. Which is why when people go, she's a bad actress, I go, is she though? She's, she's like, Envy Adams, better though. than you. Yeah, I. So okay, I'm really happy you brought up Envy. So I've had a huge crush on her since Scott Pilgrim, and then she did Twenty Two Jump Street, and then she did Room, and then uh, she did this movie Free Fire, which no one saw. Unfortunately, it's her and Army Hammer, but. That was really good. So when I heard she got cast in this, I went, yeah, yeah, I can see her as, as, as Carol. Um, I thought she was the best part about this movie. Because, I mean, this movie could have just fallen apart if they had, you know, a bad actress like, I don't know, Ronda Rousey, which so many people wanted, which I went. Just because she can fight? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I mean. Has she, but, has she even acted in anything before? No. Uh, like the Expendables movie? She was in oh, Expendables. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that counts. Really. Yeah, so you know, that's I fair. I can be in the Expendables. They hire anybody. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah you're not wrong. That's it, the name. And, yeah. and, and, and to be fair, you know, Ronda Rousey would have been a ter- terrible Captain Marvel because she has to be able to take a punch. Zing. Anyways. Yeah, I know. But at least as far as your kind of your connection with the character, like kind of how are you kind of feeling going into this? Because it took Marvel. Oh, God. What film is this? Number 20, I want to say. Uh, 20. It's, it's like 20 or 21. I don't think it's that many. I think because it's it was six seventeen was Black Panther, so eighteen, so 18 was 19. Okay, so nineteen. Okay, so let's just say it's the nineteenth movie. But they haven't had a female led superhero film out of all the films they've made, which admittedly has been long overdue. I thought they would have done a Black Widow film, maybe Phase Two, but nah. I mean, we're getting that down the line. It looks like, but yeah, kind of your thoughts going into this because I know you were stoked on this. <laughs> Well, my reason was for something different, but I did appreciate Captain Marvel, too. I mean, Daniel and I were talking about it, and, you know, a guy goes into the movie, and they're like, yeah, that was a really great movie, but for for girls, especially younger girls, like, it was kind of like you and Black Panther. It's like, you know, it hits you somewhere that some other people might not know about. So, you know... Being a woman in this day and age, I definitely needed to see that movie. No, and that's totally fair. And I think something that people will really forget is that if you don't, if you screw up one of these movies and it stars a minority or stars a woman or both, uh, and you fuck it up, they won't try again for like a decade. So that's why going into Black Panther, I was like, all right, if this doesn't work, we won't we won't get a black superhero led film probably for five seven years because they'll go well we tried uh when was Catwoman I know that's a horrible <laughs> example but I'm just just putting it out there that was oh what oh six oh four maybe I don't like, know a long yeah, time yeah mm-hmm. so I mean we're and then Wonder Woman was just so recent so I mean we've had almost like a 
13, 14 year gap, you know, between them, <laughs> quote, trying, unquote. I don't think Catwoman counts as a try, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> I think Electro was after that, but I actually hated Electro oh. worse. I didn't, so, even, I didn't even remember that existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that speaks volumes right there that you don't even remember. You're like, oh, yeah. they did do an Electro movie. I think that's the, what happened with those the, the movie it came from, because like, people forget that Ben Affleck was also my Murdoch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, can we can we not talk about that terrible sure. movie? <laughs> but, like I like Evanescence even like when I heard that song I went, why is this in here? Yeah. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. But damn, kind of your thoughts going in, sir. Like, cause I, I don't think you do you have a connection with the character or are you just kinda like well, at least wants to go see this? Like, I have to kinda... <laughs> no, no, no. I mean I, I was I was totally keen to see it, but my knowledge of Captain Marvel um was more the DC character. Captain Marvel, as in the Shazam, what's now going to be the Shazam character. Yeah. So I wasn't familiar with the Marvel character at all, really. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I was. I went into it with an open mind. I was really happy to, you know, all the points you made about having a strong female superpower, you know, being represented on screen. Yeah. Well, it's it's a, nothing but a good thing for me. Well, I found what I found interesting, or I'm finding interesting. It seems like some critics are very. Like, eh, it's okay. And then I'm seeing other critics were just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, this is great. This is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I got into an argument yesterday on my Facebook about this, which I... I, I, I Right, yeah. If you, follow, <laughs> if you follow me on Facebook, I can't post anything anymore. It seems like a lot of people going like, burr, 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 you know. So, it, but anyway, so I posted uh, like this, uh, not like a GIF, but like a picture of Showing multiple uh, superheroines from the Marvel Universe. And I had one of my friends go, well, it's not like they could throw a proper haymaker. So I was like, well, you know, they're going through fight training and martial arts training. So they probably could throw a, 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 a haymaker. And then it turned this whole thing, well, like Brie Larson never served in the military. And he's just like, oh my fucking God, why can't? So let me just out there in that context the logic of that argument is that every person portraying a soldier in a film yeah. has to have served in the military correct. regardless of gender that's the, that's the crux of that argument yeah correct mm. okay <laughs> that's interesting that makes oh, well, it's you know. not like she wasn't actually trained by air force pilots or, or anything I mean it's crazy. Like, she just went into it like, I know what I'm doing. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. I can wing this. Yeah. So, so I think what bothers me is like taking that argument exactly. Like, you know, I'll hear, I'll have people go like, oh, Captain Marvel, why is this so important? But then, you know, Tyler Perry's been making shitty, making black people look shitty for over a decade, and I've made this argument forever, and no one's like, like, what's the big deal? Have fun with it. I'm like, what? Like, how does this, this work? So. Look, so one thing that I'll say, and if you've seen, you've listened to the podcast, you know, one of my biggest, biggest complaints in female-led movies are two things. One, women can't support other women, which it's almost like, that just bugs the hell out of me. And then the other thing is, so many times the romantic interests or romantic storyline always feels forced. Like, 70% of the time, I would say, out of the stuff I see. So... Not only does this Captain Marvel have women supporting other women, which I went, what? This can happen? And, <laughs> like, that was great. And then, too, no romantic interest in this movie, which I went... Not at all. It was great. Yeah. And, uh, that's a lie. But, we forgot 
the love that is Nick Fury and Goose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so, so yeah. you br- so you bring up Nick Fury. So Samuel Jackson, if you've listened to the po- if you listen to the podcast for any length of time, you know I'm a huge fan of Samuel Jackson. Uh, Glass is an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, I loved him in that. And so Marvel's done this de aging. In other movies, uh, uh, Ant Man, uh, oh god, I'm blanking. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Civil, Civil War. Uh, 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 oh yeah, they did do in Civil War with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It's it's crazy where the technology started and where it is now. Because those other films where they did it, it was maybe for two or three minutes. This is a whole movie with a younger Nick Fury, and I gotta say. It took me off guard for the first second. I went, "Oh my god, it's a young Samuel Jackson!" Like, kinda, yeah. <laughs> like it kind of tripped me out. But it it's seamless how they make him look so young. It, it's kind of scary to be completely honest. It's like the Tupac hologram all over again. I was like, ah. Oh, like, like. I, I think that we could just all be thankful that they don't look like the CGI Peter Cushing in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah that was really If you saw the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean, they did the face mapping with young Johnny Depp, and it is so awful. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, God. Young Johnny Depp looked weird. Like, yeah. So, so Samuel Jackson's great in this. I, I thought he was that perfect blend of just enough of the nuances you know about near about Nick Fury, but not fully fleshed out. I went, okay, this is, this is really working for me. And... I've seen some people on the internet freak out about how he lost his eye. I, I thought it was perfect. I thought that was one of the most brilliant things about this movie is just how when you find out how he loses it, you go, huh, okay, that's actually rather amusing to me. And it actually made me laugh. Uh, yeah, Ali, kind of your thoughts on Nick Fury. And- um, I thought it was great because he said uh, the last time he trusted somebody, he lost an eye. And that means that he trusted the cat enough <laughs> That especially even after he found wouldn't out, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you trust him? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or her? I don't know what the gender. They did. They, they said her. Her. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. They said I'll, her. I'll backtrack. It's okay. I mean, it's, with the tentacles, it's believable that it's female. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, Fair. He still trusted it even after he found out that it was a flirkin and it ate everybody. So, and then it scratched his face. Probably because he was being two in its face, and that's what oh. cats don't like it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just Cat. think Nick Fury is the most dramatic ass bitch that ever was. Yeah. What, what? Wait, what? Yeah, he had the nerve to stand there and tell Steve that the last time he trusted someone was when he got that eye patch, and it was a cat. He's dramatic. <laughs> but well, in a good way. But he lost an eye, though. I mean, wouldn't you be a little dramatic if you lost He didn't lose it, it's still in his face. But like he was, he lost it by smothering a cat with too much much affection. <laughs> I mean, that's you just lo- adorable. That How extra is that? <laughs> that's a horrible way to look at it. Oh my god! Like, poor Nick Fury loses the fight. Oh my god! Like, even just doing this and covering one of my eyes, I'm like, oh, that sounds exhausting. Having to like turn to look wow. at everything. Like, I mean, isn't there a scene in Infinity War where Thanos has a scratch on his face? You just say it. But on his face, not his eye. Just like, say it. He can still use both eyes. Maybe like. they just throw goose at him. <laughs> okay, if that's the twist, if that's how they... If, if the Vince... Oh my god, honestly, if that's how Endgame ended, I would be so happy. They just t- like, toss the cat at Thanos and be like, do your job. If the Avengers... <laughs> I mean, Goose is the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe. He that's true. He's an Infinity Stone. Yeah, yeah, I mean, god, that... 
God, the taxi cat. Yeah, the one thing. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, he's the last of his race. I don't think anybody really knows anything about Flurkins except for apparently the scrolls. Yeah. (laughs) So okay, so it's funny you bring up the scrolls. I thought the scroll makeup was amazing in this. They did crazy good with that, and all the like weird transformation sequences. They freaked me out. They did good. Like they actually looked very creepy. I went, oh wow, this is actually uncomfortable. Like. Like, the first time you see a scroll actually turn, it is a, oh, shit, okay. Like, it's a jarring experience. And seeing the scrolls, like, knowing about the scrolls from the comics, I was actually surprised how the scrolls pl- came into play in this. I went, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. But, again, kind of talking about tweaks we were okay with them making, that was when I went, all right, yeah, for what you set up, this, this makes sense. So... Allie, like I said, you're the Captain Marvel nerd here. So, like, as far as the plot, like, you kind of want to summarize it for us here? Uh, sure. So, it starts out with her already on Hala and already having her powers. But she has lost all of her memories and she goes by Veers. Um, and she's being, like, mentored slash trained by Jude Law, who they don't say his name until way into the movie. It's like they Intentional. forgot. Yeah, True. <laughs> Because if you know also, the character, I was, you know. I was hoping for a Dumbled or am I the hyphenated name? Yeah. <laughs> okay, if they'd done that, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's trying to. She's got like implanted memories that she's trying to like figure out, but she finally gets to go on a mission um, to rescue a spy from the from like a one of their border planets. They go. It's secretly an ambush. She ends up in the. Uh, she ends up being captured by the scrolls who are searching through her memories to try and find somebody named Dr. Wendy Lawson, played by Annette Benning, who was freaking awesome. Okay, the fact so the fact that Marvel get these like like institutions from like Annette Benning or like a Robert Redford or uh, Michael Douglas, it's a trip when I see him pop up in this. Like I was like Annette Benning's in this. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, shit. That's she's, pretty- maybe she's friends with Michelle Pfeiffer, who was you know, as we all know, she was a June, she, you know, like the original Wasp. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do love some Michelle Pfeiffer too. But seeing that Benning, this was a, a delight. I mean, she's in it for maybe what five minutes ish, maybe. With like like total screen time, I'd say maybe ten. Okay, like that's in the- all of her like. Because she's also the AI for her and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but but she was great in this for what she had, and was like, okay, this yeah. this, this works. So, oh, sorry, I, I interrupted. Oh no, you're good. Um, so she ends up breaking out of her like bonds, has a cool fight scene, uh, shows how powerful her just like her photon blasts are, and then she steals a pod and ends up back on, and she ends up crash landing on Earth. It threw a blockbuster. Threw a blockbuster. <laughs> with, with this nice kid here, I would. Oh, that's that's so that's so fucking cool. And you see like a picture of uh, like true he, true lies. I love true lies. That, so that's one of my favorite. Oh, movies. he gets his head blasted off. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, like it, yeah. That 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 made me laugh because like I love true lies, and you can see like other um, uh, other movies in there that like are total nineties movies. And then she uh, she has a great scene where she runs into security guard and goes oh like, God. what? Uh, which is not not what quadrant is this or she's like is this C fifty three which is yeah Earth's like number and then she's like is my universal translator working 
where do I find uh, communications equipment? And he points to a radio shack, which what, is just great. Yeah, which I God, I I'm not gonna lie, I miss I miss I missed Radio Shack in that moment. I was like, oh, there's I some great '90s throwbacks in this. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did at some point. So, uh, oh, oh, I definitely walked into Radio Shack because I would need, you know, batteries as a kid. Communication for... device. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> for when I crash landed. But, uh, so, one thing before, uh, as far as the rest of the plot, but the, the soundtrack in this is amazing. They they have a, a Smashing Pumpkins reference, and it's being kind of a Smashing Pumpkins man. I went, oh, okay. And the last song that they play kind of during her big... Fight scene. Uh, I'm a huge no. I'm a huge no doubt fan. So, so them playing just a girl. I went, yeah. I went, yep. This this totally works. Oh yeah, full spoilers. I probably should have mentioned at the beginning, but <laughs> yeah. but, but I haven't said anything spoilery. So that's too spoilery. So yeah, full spoilers here. But I guess like the goose can hold an infinity stone is kind of a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of one. Yeah, I mean. What what are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I posted that the end end credit scene on my story, so if you guys are friends, follow me. I just ruined something for you. Okay, so I know we're jumping around, but I I since you brought that up, so the the very last post credit scene, like it's not important, it's just funny, and I was like, oh, this is this is cute. The mid credit scene, you need to save for the mid credit scene. I cannot stress enough how important the the mid credit scene is. So I'll sit in there, and of course you see. Beautiful beard of Chris Evans. Like, I love that man so much. So, you see him and uh, Black Widow, and uh, I, you see Rhodey, too, if I'm sorry, don't you? Yeah. Rhodey's in it. Yeah, I, I forget the black guy, of course. Uh, so, you see, yeah, you see, I know, right? You see Rhodey, and you see Banner, and they have the, the pager from. Uh, from the end of uh, Infinity, War. Infinity War. Thank you. Could, God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> so, so the power on it goes out. And so they're like, oh, well, shit, try to go and get this going. And so the camera pans, and it pans back, and Carol's right there. And I was like, it, Alea will test this. I was like, ah! <laughs> like, that's pretty much the, the sound I made. Almost almost beat for beat that I made. I went, oh, okay, now we're, now we're cooking here. So... The movie does a great job of portraying her power set, which, Allie, I'm going to refer to you in a later again. So I know she's got the photon blast. I know she can fly. Um, when she's glowing, that's uh, that's binary form. Yeah, it's it? her binary form. She can technically swallow the sun, which she says all the time in the comics, because she's she legitimately is the most powerful of all of the Marvel superheroes, and it's because she like literally is like fused with... Like a Cree and also all this like extra power shit. She was part of an explosion, which they show in this movie. It's slightly different than what happened in the comics, but basically she's like, she's a pilot. She ends up in some sort of like test. She, there's a crash. She there's an explosion, and she gets fused with a Cree and like Cree blood and like all this other like powerful stuff, and that's how she becomes like part Cree and gets all of her powers. But she's more powerful than any of the Crees. So I think so. One you, you ramped the explosion. One thing I lo- I really did love about this movie, her origin when she, the, the explosion happens, it looks painful as hell. I was like, oh my god, you're seeing everything like fuse to her, and you're seeing her blood change and her eyes roll. I was like, damn, was like that, you know, like God, just get bit by a spider or something. But like, <laughs> but, she, but but it it looks painful, and 
So, um, uh, it's a Jude Law. It's a, it's a, is it your, uh, your, uh, Yornog? Is it, or? Yonrog? Yonrog, yeah. Um, they do a really good job this movie, and this movie has more, in, more in common probably with a Phase 1 film than anything, because it is very much an origin story. I mean, we had Doctor Strange a couple years ago, but this, this does feel like a Phase 1. <laughs> But it feels like a phase one film, like kind of in its pacing and then as far as its payoff. And I, I was reading some reviews about this and people were saying they thought the pacing was slow or everything. To be fair, there's a lot of anthology they do need to establish in a kind of short amount of time. And I thought for giving us a decent base, I went, okay, yeah, this works. Like it takes you about 10, 15 minutes to kind of be caught up with her and the members of Star Force. Um, as, as far as the movie, though, they really do kind of go the Deadpool route where you get these kind of flashes to who she was when she was younger, younger before, you know, she ends up becoming Captain Marvel. And I thought that story aspect worked really well because you get enough to know about her so that when the payoff comes at the end, you go, OK, I'm really happy that, you know, you kind of told the story like this. Uh, Elise, I'm going to throw it back to you kind of your... Your thoughts on how the story kind of went? I've heard a couple people say it was kind of confusing in the beginning, which I can understand, but I guess it's more relating to how she is. It's kind of like from her standpoint. Yeah. So I've heard that, and it's funny that you should say it was like a slower pace, because when we saw it, we were like, that was two and a half hours already over with. Was it it over? Was it two and a half hours? I think it was just over two hours. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, we kept... out of this, out of the theater, two and a half in, two and a half hours, yeah. I think. Okay, all right, like, cause, cause it, it did fly, you know, pun intended, fly by. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's it, shit. All right, well, yeah. I, I mean, I could have used maybe another fifteen minutes just kind of in the beginning. That's but... exactly how I felt about it. Okay, is so it okay? I, yeah, I came out of it thinking, like, it went by. A, the film felt like a brisk pace. Like it okay. had, it had the the kind of the origin stuff at the beginning and the stuff on on Haller. Um, but I think the biggest problem for me is getting the exposition of her going back and meeting up with Rambo and all of that stuff again. There wasn't enough time. It didn't feel like there was long enough sort of downtime okay. between each action point. So it was like the scrolls were suddenly there. It felt like it felt very quick, and very, very pacey okay. to me. No, I, and I think, that's a, I think that's a fair point. I think that if there's one consistent thing I'm reading with reviews it's probably that as far as like the beginning kind of pacing uh speaking of the beginning <coughs> pardon me before the movie even gets started there's a Stan Lee tribute and I was yeah. and I <laughs> my my heart so so I we never did a proper thing on this and so I'm going to take a moment here so Stan Lee is pretty much my childhood so when he started making Marvel films, uh, great Marvel films, might I add, uh, <laughs> I went, oh my god, this is just making my heart so happy. But I remember reading my first Spider-Man comic. I remember, to date myself a little bit here, uh, Pizza Hut was doing a promotion where anytime you got a pizza, you got a free X-Men comic. And I was like, oh my god, so we had pizza for like five weeks, <laughs> like five weekends in a row. Mm-hmm. I was collecting all these X-Men comics. I was like five. And so... Those were my first comics, were Pizza Hut X-Men comics, <laughs> or X-Men comics, and then of course, you know, the animated, X-Men animated series, which is still one of my favorite TV shows. So, so Stanley's been meant a lot to me personally, so seeing that Marvel intro, 
I just went, I was like, dude, like, like I was, I was definitely tearing up before the movie, uh, even started. Uh, we, uh, me and Alea, we went and saw this with our, uh, our friends Taylor and Gary. We love you guys. And the movie starts off with some dust popping up and he whispers over to me, oh my god, I didn't know Spider-Man was in this movie. And I was like, oh. And I, I was like, I was like, oh, you're a dick. Like, I laughed, I won't even lie. I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. I, I probably would have said the same thing if you saw someone like vacuuming at the beginning or something. <laughs> Well, well, dude, that's my brother. You're back. Well, well, it is a woman starring this movie. I'm kidding. Yeah. Before everyone, before, before everyone jumped on me, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. But, You're literally surrounded by women, right? I know. I, I know. I can. And that I'm, was a risk. Well, I appreciate you took the risk, but if you could see all of our really, eyes like, in the room you, right now. You weren't thinking about your own safety at that. Oh, point. oh yeah. Oh no. But tr- trust me, that's not even close to the worst thing I've said on. Okay. <laughs> but, but. It's really not. But, like, so, inevitably people ask, is this as good as Wonder Woman? And my answer to that would be kinda. And the reason I'll say kinda is because there's some things that Wonder Woman does better in this movie. There's some things it does worse. So, as far as better, uh, there's no romantic lead in this, which is just the most, like I, I mentioned earlier, it's just so wonderful that you don't have to worry about the whole will they, won't they. Uh, Captain Marvel and Fury's friendship for me was one of the highlights. They just mm-hmm. they bounce off each other so well. Yeah, it, was this, like a, it was like a buddy cop. Yeah, was, for the first sort of first yeah, third of the film. Yeah, it, it, and I, I'm bringing this up because I just love this movie last year. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Ocean's Eight with some of the banter between Alexandra Bullock and some of the other people in the in the film. Mm-hmm. It's very banter ish and. The joke, it's funny. It's way funnier than I thought it was going to be. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I mean, I wasn't mad. I was like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise. Okay. Um, seeing Clark Gregg as young Agent Coulson was just such a mark out. Oh my God, it's Coulson, but he has like this this weird kind of come over sort of thing yeah. <laughs> going on. But I love it. That's totally fine. Seeing Clark Gregg, I, I, I love Clark Gregg. I, he, he's, he's, I, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pretty much because of Clark Gregg. So seeing him in this made me made me really happy. A, a complaint, kind of, is that Ronan is in this. But to be honest, Ronan didn't really need to be in this. It could have been really any Cree person. No. Ronan's in the movie for what, maybe? Uh, I mean, he's pretty much Darth Mauled. Uh, like in Solo, like yeah. it's, it's pretty much a projection of him, and then you see him for a minute, and then he's he's gone. Uh, Elise is staring at me, so what? Go ahead. I mean, any time to see Lee Pace on the screen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say I disagree, that I think that it's important to show Lee Pace, because... Uh, as the movie goes on, you find out that like she that the Krees are not as like noble and awesome as you think that they are, especially the like crazy military esque uh, like faction that like Ronan works for. Like he's there's more than one accuser; he's not the only one. And they kind of just like firebomb everybody and then ask questions later. And I think that like after seeing him in this and seeing what he used to be. And then it makes a lot of his actions in Guardians of the Galaxy make, like, more sense because he does become, like, kind of, like, a zealot at that point where he's, like, got the black makeup on and he's, like, the, you know, the Kree's made a 
truce with Novacore, and I'm just going to still kill everybody. So you know, that's, that's an interesting point. Like, I, I, I think my, I guess my counter would just be I, I would have liked a little bit more of him. Like, I agree. Like, I, I think that they could have done more with him, but I guess maybe they didn't want to take away from her. <laughs> and that's fair. And, and and I'll just say too, there there is a. A Terminator Two esque scene. Uh, I, the guy's not naked, darn. But there's there's this biker in the movie, and he goes like, "Hey, honey, like, flash me a smile." And I was just like, "Dude, come on, man!" <laughs> like, no, like, don't. And so she ends up stealing his bike, which I I laughed at. I won't even lie, but she's rocking a nine inch nails shirt. And as a nine inch nails fan, I just went, "Yeah." I went, "All right, this this." And Nick Fury even brings up, he goes, oh, the grunge look is working for you. I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, this is, like, this is, this is quite the laugh all you want. I don't even care. <laughs> don't even care. But um, we haven't even mentioned maybe the highlight of the movie, which is Goose. Uh, so I'm blanking on the cat's name in the comics. Chewy. Chewy. Thank you. Um, yeah. So... They they changed it because you know she's Air Force and it's set in the nineties. So I went that that makes sense. Um, I will say, <laughs> Goose was amazing. Like I was laughing so hard whenever that cat was on screen. Like I, the only thing the cat didn't do was dance. Basically, it did he pretty much everything. So cute. That cat it was too good for dancing. Yeah. yeah. Then they would have beat the Kree a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't dance. No. Not till Guardians. That's, yeah. you know what, that's a real... But see, that would have been a great way to foreshadow Guardians right there. He had the cat do a dance-off. <laughs> Boom. Okay, if the cat had done a dance-off, I think I would give it a heart. It's great. It would turn into a DreamWorks film. Yeah, I, that, that's... With the sequence at the end. Right? Yeah, that's that's actually very accurate. Like, So, Allie, Go- Goose, talk to me. Here. Um. So, I was... I argued with a lot of people when they first announced Captain Marvel... Because Chewie is a huge part of her character in the comics. He's like her co-pilot when she leaves Earth. That's like the only thing she takes with her is her cat. Um, And so I was like, it's going to be in the movie. Even if it's for five seconds, it's going to be in the movie. And... So many people did not believe me. And then they gave him his own movie poster. Which was so, great. <laughs> uh, I thought they did a good job. I think he's super cute. They kept him pretty accurate to the comics. I think... I was a little bummed about the name change at first, but... I also think with some of the things that they did with it, like with him staying with Fury instead of going with her, I think it's okay that then in that case that they changed the name. That's fair. Because I also read that Brie Larson is super allergic to cats. She is. Which is part of why she couldn't be as close to him as as Samuel L. Jackson could. (laughs) Which one I read that and went, oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. There's like, what, two scenes with her like actually cuddling him? Yeah, about that. Yeah, which, I mean, hey, kudos for her for just... Powering through and going like I'm, you know, I got this. Um, uh, Elise, good. Where do I even begin? I mean, it's the best Marvel character since Doctor Strange's cape. I can't. <laughs> My two favorites. The cloak of levitation. Yes, <laughs> that cloak and that cat should have their own movie. It's, 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 funny, it's, it's, funny comedy. <laughs> 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 just like Damn, go ahead, sir. Talk, talk to me here. I'm just gonna say, like, I'm just happy we've got another cat character, another feline character to add to the canon of great feline orange, orange feline characters. <laughs> so yeah, we got Jonesy from Alien. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, we, we do. We got Orion from Men in Black. Yep. 
And now we're your goose. <laughs> the, the, the triptych is complete. The tree, the power trio. I'm just going to paint them all. Yeah, exactly. we got a three-cat moon. <laughs> or, or three-cat universe if we go by Ryan's belt. Wow. We're going to name one of the cats. Boom. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's all connected. There so, so as far as complaints... Um, I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna refer to you guys because I'm sitting here. I know I have at least one, but to to be honest, I, there's nothing that made me just go like kind of throw my hands up or I mean there there's no you know hiding out from a atomic blast in a lead refrigerator. There's none there's none of that moment for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, which oh god, Indiana Jones Christmas skull. But yeah, there's no moment like that for me. I was like, okay, this is mildly annoying, but there was nothing that took me like completely out of the movie, if that makes sense. Uh, Allie, talk, talk to me here. Uh, I agree with you. There's nothing that's really like, oh my god, that really bothers me. The only thing I will say is that they do show an Infinity Stone in this. Since it takes place in the 90s, it makes sense. They show the Tesseract and... Uh, Annette Benning's character, who turns out to be Marvell, uh, is using the Tesseract, and I feel like the way that the movie outlined it made it seem like she created the Tesseract. That's and, that's and I felt like point. that was confusing because okay. I was like, okay, so Shield had it. How does she have it? Because I forgot that Pegasus is part of Shield. Yeah. So so that's so it's funny you bring it up. I actually whispered over to Leia uh, when we were. Um, I was like. Project Pegasus, Matt's Winter Soldier, that's what they're referring to. She's like, oh, that's right. And I was like... Yeah, I totally forgot about that. They hired Eric Selvig from Thor to work for Project Pegasus, and he, like, takes over her research to, like, do stuff with the Tesseract. So I have a question based on that. Sorry. No, go for it. Oh, please. Right, so... Which... Now, remind me, which uh, stone is the Tesseract? That's a space, space stone. stone. Space stone. So... I, I, uh, we're here. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> She was. She had the tesseract. She was obviously had it to harness its power, using it to power the engine of that ship, right? That's mm-hmm. yeah. so. Um, so Captain Marvel, she embodies the power of the space stone. Yeah, she that's, has that's, tesseract okay. powers. Yeah. Right. I'll just clear that up. Like, yeah. Clear that up yeah. my head. That's fine. That now makes sense. No, okay. which which honestly, when you explain it like that, it like you know we mentioned earlier that <coughs> hey, you know Marvel should probably have this character do this earlier. With what they do with her and the Tesseract, it, as far as establishing her power base, I went, you know what? Yeah, it makes sense that you waited this long for her. Because she's clearly going to be key to beating Thanos. Like, they make that very clear. Because when she finally does show out as far as her full power base, it's crazy. Like, it, it, it <laughs> random reference, but... It reminds me when you turn to Supersonic on Sonic Two. If you if you if you, yeah. if you play Sonic the Hedgehog Two and you get a hundred rings, you jump up. It's like oh shit! Like that's what it reminds me of. Because when she's glowing, she hits binary form and just starts uh, fucking shit up. I went okay. This this is all working for me. And her 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 showdown with uh, with Jude Law. I and this is something that <laughs> I'm bumping the movie up for. I love the fact that. Uh, him as Yonrog, he does the whole like very typical like evil villain male like. All right, you have to you, you know you have to prove to me that you're you know that you're strong and that and she just she uh, Indiana Jones it yeah she Indiana <laughs> yeah exactly she, it, yeah Harrison Ford it 
pretty much. <laughs> yeah, she Indiana Joneses it and goes, yeah, I don't have to prove anything to you. I went, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Actually, you don't. And it's a very, um, it, it's like the, uh, it's like the kind of the quote in battle in, in Doctor Strange where it takes this not typical, you know, action movie approach. And I think some people were irritated by that. But I went, well, we're kind of trained that there has to always be this kind of, you know, this big showdown. And this was just very simple. Plus, you get that amazing fight scene where he's fighting Star Force, uh, set to No Doubts, uh, I'm Just a Girl. And I, I, I just, I love that, that fight scene because that's kind of her big uh, kind of show out scene. Um, kind of going back to things it doesn't do as well as Wonder Woman, I thought the action here was really well done. There's not anything... I, I think that I'm Just a Girl fight scene is probably the closest thing, but there's nothing as iconic as the No Man's Land scene in here for me as far as an action scene. I thought the action was done really well, but there wasn't that scene where I went, oh, shit, okay, uh, outside of the, uh, the, the, the kind of the last... Uh, sort of battle. I thought the train sequence where one of the scrolls uh, disguised themselves as a young, uh, as like an old lady, and then kind of as this uh, like leave the beaver dad yeah. <laughs> uh, with like the sweater vest included. Uh, I thought that fight scene was really quite awesome. And Nick Fury's on the ground in a car with Coulson uh, chasing after uh, Captain Marvel after she crash lands. And then you find out that Coulson's a scroll, and I was like, "What? Okay, I know, shit. I totally didn't see that coming." I have, that actually, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's something I give the movie a lot of credit for: the fact they're using the scrolls as the main villains. You're always kind of looking at people in the movie. You're going like, "Are you who you're supposed to be, or are you scroll?" And so it gives you that deep, good amount of paranoia the whole time. So when I saw someone I liked, I went, "It's mm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, like you better not be lying to me." Uh, yeah, at least talk to me here about the action. Like, what did you think about it? I'm, I mean, I liked it that there wasn't a big action sequence They're at the end. For I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna be dialed to eleven for Endgame. So in, I mean, Endgame's in, in gonna be so much action scene that's gonna be wonderful. But I know. I mean, I I mean, it undercuts cuts all the tropes of superhero movies. There's no big action sequence at the end, and mm-hmm. I mean, how Captain Marvel deals with the villain, if you could call it that, because there isn't really one big villain to this movie, is something that I really liked, too. She was she she basically said she had her hand tied behind her back the whole time, and that's what it felt like, especially as a woman, we get that all the time. So for her to finally realize, you know, oh, actually, I've been a hero all along. And I'm way more powerful than literally everybody. It doesn't so. need a big sequence. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that women are somehow repressed in our country? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many great like moments there were with like oh you'll never be as good as a man do you know why they call it the cockpit so i'm not gonna so so when that line was dropped i'll lay with it i'll sit in my seat and i was like what a dick like, I get, like and, and and the <laughs> guy ne- and the guy next to away just laughed because i was like dude oh, i'm like come on really but but what made me sad is i went i like i've seen that happen to, to women like shit like that where I just go dude like come on man like have a little shame and and no it's also kind of sad that they were saying that in the 80s women were not allowed to fly combat in the air force yet yeah that's insane that's not even that long ago <laughs> yeah you, I mean that, that speaks to how homoerotic Top Gun is let's just yeah. <laughs> it, all, it all 
makes sense now. It really we, does. You needed a, a female pilot to balance that out because <laughs> that film is. Well, the jean shorts and the volleyball. The volleyball, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the volleyball scene alone, it is a, it's a very, like, not... It's a very homoerotic movie. The, yeah. the, like, it should be on Cinemax if we're being, if we're being completely honest. But, so, I, yeah, I'm sitting here trying to think of a complaint, and I don't really, like... Yeah, like, uh, oh, um... I think some of the space stuff... There are pockets of it where I went, this looks really great, and there are some pockets where I went, eh, alright, like, it looked a little bit like Stargate to me, <laughs> like, not often, but there are a couple points I went, mm, See, I, I wasn't bothered by that, but I will say that there were times that her mohawk, like, when she had her, like, mohawk helmet on, that her chin didn't look like her, and I was like, you guys did a weird job with the CGI on that. No, that... Yeah. <laughs> I like superimposed Christian Bale's chin. Yeah. Oh god, we need a chin. Oh, <laughs> which super, did, which yeah. superhero wears half a mask? Oh god, let's just, you, just get hold of Nolan. We need it. We need that chin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I, it, no, and that's that's actually a really good. That's actually a really interesting point to bring up. I, I, I'll say Brie Larson. Like I was reading over like the training regimen she went through, and holy crap! Like it's intense. She went through like nine months of <coughs> with just like pure weights, and then she was talking about how she was doing like the combat, uh, like the the flight sequences in between that, and then she was going to two a days for the last four months. I'm like, good grief! And like, she learned how to fly a plane. She was like trained by the Air Force. Yeah. Um, and the the guy that was at the end of the credits that they were like in special thanks to he like recent he like died like right after they finished filming. Oh. Uh, Cajun. Yeah, Cajun. Yeah. Code name or whatever. Code name. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. I didn't know that. Cool sign. That's it. That's the word I was thinking. That um, was like her main like guy that like trained her and then like right after they finished filming he died, which was really sad, but So her best friend, that's uh Rambo? Maria Rambo? Uh, Ram- Rambo. 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 Yeah. Uh, uh, of course it's Rambo. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh Lashana uh Lashana Lynch. Um that is a key relationship in this movie outside of her and Fury. Anytime they were on screen together, I thought the movie was just a masterclass. Like, they play off each other so well. And when she remembers who she is, and they're going through this, kind of, not like a scrapbook, but they have this, like, box of old memories and pictures and stuff. I just went, okay, this is, like, melting my heart right now. <laughs> like, yeah. how cute this is. So, I mean, if there's a, quote, romantic relationship, unquote, it's really this friendship. This, you know, they're they're... They're BFS, as the kids would say. Um, they, what's, like, what's, what's the female version of bromance? That's a good... Yeah, what is that? Why don't it's you have like that friendship. word? Friendship. <laughs> we don't need that. Come on. We are comfortable with who we are as friends. We don't need a special name. Wait, what? what? You're saying Why like, not? <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with a special name? Yeah, like... It's you're suggesting it's more than friendship. I just don't think that there's a word that, like, fits the way that bromance does. No. I'll Gal pals. Gal pals. <laughs> <laughs> there you we'll, go. We'll go with that. Galentine. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. All right, I'm good with that. We'll, we'll, we'll go with the uh, Parks and Rec reference for that one. There you go. Well, well done. Um... But they're they're fr- they're they're Galentines. Pardon me. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Making it a thing. It's a thing now. It's a thing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, that that Galentine. <laughs> oh, it's gonna make me laugh when I hear that now. But that is such a central part to the film. And it really does flush out uh, Carol's backstory. 
so that when she does become Captain Marvel and when she changes to the to the Captain Marvel colors, I went, okay, I went, I'm... Did you like the Iron Man color that they did first? Yeah, yeah I laughed at that. I went, <laughs> well, I, like, I prefer the Tron color. Yeah, right? I, I, I screwed up. <laughs> you look so neat. Okay, I'm really happy I was the only one who knows that kind of way. I went, Tron! And then when she changed, I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, that could be an alternate costume. Exactly, <laughs> like just switch it on every so often. I'm yeah. curious to see what they do with her costume because the Russo brothers said uh, that her costume for Endgame is the most comic accurate. Really? They change it up for different movies. Yeah. You know? they got, they, hey, are they going to give her her little side scarf and her long gloves? <laughs> That's right. That they they might. And hey, Disney has toys to sell. All right, they got Swishy's costume. Hey, hey oh, her Barbie yeah. comes with Goose. It's oh, adorable. Wait, you what? Mean, you mean? Goose comes with Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay, so I the was... The Goose Barbie <laughs> comes with a Captain Marvel figure. Yes, yeah, it's okay. part of it. So I was just recently in Disneyland, and I was so excited because I was really hoping that they would have tons of Captain Marvel stuff, and they did. They had, like, a whole section in the Guardians of the Galaxy store and, like, in all the other Disney stores that was just for Captain Marvel. No adult sizes, which is crap. Oh, that um, is They crap. have adult sizes in every other hero, but not Captain Marvel. Boo. Um... But they sell cups, and they sell the little mini backpack that I have, and they sold her Barbie, and they have her like a little photon blaster that you can buy, and nice. there were so many little girls that were getting so excited for it, and it was so cute. And, nice. and she's actually going to be a character you can meet at Disneyland, because we stood in line to meet Captain America, and the guy who was running his uh, like line, I was wearing a Captain Marvel shirt, and he's like, you're missing her by one week. Aww. No! That's cool, though. That's yeah, really, I'm really it's, excited. It's nice that... Um, the little girls can have that sort of thing to, to a hero to root for like yeah, that. Yeah, it's so it's really nice. cool. Because, I mean, you know, you get so many boys that dress up as Spider-Man or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I, I had friends that would dress up in costume and everything. Never had, you know, none of the, my female friends ever had those yeah, costumes. Yeah. Power Ranger when we were growing up. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the big one. that's pretty much like a, you know, like a stereotype. All the Power Rangers are stereotype colors. <laughs> Not the <Yeah>. Black Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Range is like an obvious one. The yellow one's like questionable, like yeah, kind of racist. Well, I mean, she was really good at math, so I mean, it's kind of, it's kind yeah, of the same. Pink, well. pink for the girl, pink for the girl. Yeah. Red, red and blue for the boys. Yeah, you know, but this. but you know the nerdy boy with the glasses is the Blue Ranger. Yeah, it's he's a, not as cool as the Red. And suspenders. Yeah. Yes, Billy. Billy. But he turned yeah. but he turned into a triceratops, so I was cool with it. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so just real quick on the Power Rangers. So Amy Jo Johnson played the pink, uh, played the pink ranger. She was also on that show Flashpoint, which I loved her on. She's wonderful. If I ever meet her, I will just I'll look at the ground, and be like, like hi Amy or Kimberly. Can I call you Kimberly? But yeah, that that show was like stereotype central. But they sold the Megazord. I didn't even care. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like cool. Give me these toys. Um, I mean, kind of kind of starting to wrap up here. I. And I said this earlier, but representation is important. And good God, they, they Marvel could have fucked this movie up about twelve different times. I was really sitting there, kind of like DC's job. I, I, <laughs> I think that's why they're making Shazam like straight comedy. <laughs> so, so, so look, I mean, I've definitely talked shit on DC on this podcast because a, it's my podcast too. They deserve it. Um, so I'm just gonna say this right now. Um, because I in inevitably people will say like you have a mar uh, uh bias against Marvel, blah blah blah. Look, 
maybe Marvel's just good at making film. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's what, not like, like there's, but I mean, there have been really good Batman movies. It's not oh, like yeah. we're saying that there haven't been. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, if we're talking about like the DCEU or Worlds of DC or whatever they're calling something this week, if we're comparing it to what Marvel's done, Marvel's got what one like bad movie if you're counting Thor the Dark World. Everything else, and it's still better than Batman versus Superman. I, so, or Suicide Squad. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh God, Suicide Squad's bad. Like I, so honestly, I'd way rather watch Thor: The Dark World than Batman vs Superman because God, that movie is just really bad. But, but the reason there is a reason that term Dizzy Magic does exist because they they bought Marvel for uh, I want to say two. Oh God, was that? I think it was like three billion dollars. It was and, less than Star Wars, and Star Wars was four. So. Yeah. And good God, the 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 investment that they've made that they've gotten back on these yeah. Marvel films, I'm sure they are stoked that they made this acquisition. And while, and I have to put this out there, while it is terrible for the people from with this Fox Disney merger who are losing their jobs, please do not misunderstand. The fact is, Disney's getting more uh, X Men and Fantastic Four back, which thank God, then maybe I can actually get. Two good X Men films in a row and one good Fantastic Four movie. That would be that would be fucking awesome. And I, Evans reprising his role. Yeah. You, you know what? Fuck it. Why I, at this point? And so they. So it's funny we were bringing this up. They showed the trailer for Dark Phoenix, and Alejo will tell you, all of a sudden I was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't give a fuck less. I'm more... You were thinking, too. Yeah, I was like, eh, I'm over it. After, <laughs> after Apocalypse, I was like, eh, I'm done with it. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to kill the people you care about really early in the movie. It's basically, yeah, it's basically like Game of Thrones, but with mutants, right? <laughs> like, they will kill everyone you love. Except so for accurate. Wow. Like the only, I was gonna say except for Jennifer Lawrence, but then she's actually there. They already said she's actually. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> Mystique dies like ten minutes. Ahead, I heard so. So Jennifer Lawrence has fallen to that Johnny Depp category for me, where I'm just like, I mean, yep. can you just go away for like five years? And, her her and fame has become more than her acting ability. Like she, like yes. so that how famous she is is a distraction. Yeah, like that. I've read that argument being made that it, it's it's kind of her fame is ruining the X Men films. That's a really good way. They're of killing her off super early yeah, in that think, movie, but I don't think it's gonna save it. Basically, they just if they made a whole movie about Evan Peters as Quicksilver, then <laughs> then maybe I'd watch it. <laughs> no, I, it, it, yeah, like the thing is, like I so X Men First Class. I love that film. I think that's actually the best group X-Men film that they've made. Days of Future Past is great. Yeah. yeah. So I like Days of Future Past, but it, it bothers to me, A, that they killed all the first class people pretty much off screen. I was like, thanks. Like, you had this really cool anthology. And you're like, ah, fuck it. Let's go back to this old status quo. And it really bothers me that that you had to get a separate cut for Rogue. It's like, can, can't you put her in this? No? Like, all right, whatever. Like, it... I have some problems with that movie, but they, they've just, the fact that they can't make an X-Men film that's in the same, at least, ballpark as, like, a Black Panther film or an Avengers film, I'm like, that's a problem. Like, X-Men is pretty much made so you can swap people out at will, and they can't figure that shit out. It it genuinely hurts my head, and after Apocalypse, I was just like, I don't want any more of these. Like, can someone get this and just start over? If Apple bought the rights to X-Men, I'd be like, you know what, cool, fuck it, like, just reboot it. So, 
the fact is that more than likely X-Men, the floor is like The Incredibles 1, which will be way better than most of the X-Men films that they've put out. I'm just, I'm over X-Men, man. And the fact they're doing Dark Phoenix again, it's like, oh, we're going to get the fucking Flaming Bird, which no one ever gets right. And uh, it, it's dumb. And Mystique will die, which will be great, because I'm just... Jennifer She'll never get to become Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> yeah, so Rebecca Romaine Stables was good in the role, and they actually gave her kind of that anti-hero vibe, and they just completely portrayed like the whole comic accurate version of Mystique. And I, I'm so over Jennifer Lawrence after Mother. I was like, you need to go away. Oh, God. Did, did you see Mother? I unfortunately did waste two hours of my life. Yeah, like I love Javier Bardem, but I was Me sitting too. there. I was sitting there, I was like, man, this is really preachy. Like, <laughs> like overly preachy. Like, I, I, And I love Javier Bardem. I, I really do love Javier Bardem. And that last 30 minutes of that movie, I just went, I, I don't like any of what's happening right, right now. Um, kind of other complaints as far as, like, I I, I know we got off to an expedition. Any complaints about Captain Marvel? Uh, I mean, it's not really like, I don't really have a massive problem with anything in particular the, the one thing that kind of I felt a bit jarring was that and that they didn't really have a choice because they're kind of shoehorning her in to be the most important hero yeah and they have to try and do that as quickly as possible and they only have one film in which to do it whereas some of the other like Iron Man had three films Captain America had two films and yeah. then also the Avengers which added on to that she gets one film in which to do an origin story and go well that's everything up to date let's go yeah. off to uh, off to fight Thanos now yeah they're is... really gonna have to it... explain where why he like never called her like what constitutes he an was. emergency he's like get the hell down here so <laughs> so, 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 so my, count, my counter to that is I think they're gonna do a reverse Black Panther I think that's a benefit that she could have used mm-hmm. like you get you get Black Panther you can pretty much get a Black Panther origin story within Civil War so when you yep. get the Black Panther you're like oh, okay I'm familiar I got this yeah it's like his dad's dead you know that that's driving him in exactly. a lot of ways so you know that he's got that background yeah but she doesn't have that that's that's kind of the I mean, even though she has this film in which to introduce all of that stuff it still feels like She's not being given enough. And I think, and the reason to flesh her out. Well, sorry. the reason I bring up Black Panther is because I think they're gonna do the inverse. I think she's gonna be so imp- so with everyone who got dusted. I mean, we're down to the quote core Avengers and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and Rocket, which which which. <laughs> you can't leave him out. He's, oh. he's gonna get that arm. He's gonna <laughs> yeah. get that arm. Uh, I I really hope he gets that arm, but I think, <laughs> but I think the reason that was done and and. and if anyone here has talked to me about Infinity War, you know when Black... So, like, I will tell you, when Black Panther dusted, I... I you, were, oh, you were gonna walk out. I was, I was holding you down. I was genuinely gonna walk out. I was like, <laughs> I, I hate everything that Marvel's doing. And then when Spider-Man dusted, I went, wow, fuck you guys. Like, I was... <laughs> I was, traumatic. I, I was so angry. You I, scared I, the children oh, in front oh, of us. Oh, yeah. I, no. Straight up scared them. Yeah, I didn't care. I was like, oh, like whatever, kids. Like, but maybe good. they're going to give Okoya something to do then. Yeah. I, so, and they haven't shown what happened to Shuri. Captain Marvel didn't get dusted because, you know, he could have said boop and then she wouldn't have been there. Yeah. The imagine was just like, just like an empty page with just Jessica. <laughs> 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 oh, well, we're fucked. <laughs> I don't think he gets to pick, otherwise he would have been like, uh, all of them. <laughs> I, fair, fair point. I, but, yeah. <laughs> but 
but I, I bring that up because I think that that was so that was done intentionally because she will have such a big role in this. And if she, like I said if she, earlier, if she's the key to bring down Thanos, which I mean, if she hits binary form, it, it's going to be a very uh, interesting fight to put it to put it mildly. Um, I really think they can not only justify like her being added to the game so much of the end game week but but Mm -hmm. but i could see her really uh tilting the scales and we we, uh, me and ali have talked about this a couple times off mic the fact that they've set up a uh, wakandan embassy in oakland and the fact that she's i I think they say they're in l uh they're in l.a yeah it 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 screams west coast avengers like it's so right there that if you don't do a west coast avengers film i'm gonna kind of go really like well, like, well, considering that I think, and this is just totally theorizing, but I think that they're going to have Maria Rambo's daughter come back and be like the new Iron Man, the female Iron Man. Okay, she, she's, she's, but she's Photon, isn't she? She's She grows up, and Monica Rambo, I think her name, the daughter's name is? Yeah. She's supposed to be, She's supposed to have similar powers to Captain Marvel. Oh, you're right. Captain she's Marvel, in, she's in the... They might, it depends because, like, it's they, I was like, they yeah. could go the c- complete comic route and actually just use Photon, or they might decide to do. I totally forgot Iron about Man. that. I, I forgot about that too because Aaron, Aaron was like, oh, they're gonna make her Miss Marvel. I was like, they are never gonna do that because <laughs> people would riot if they changed Camilla Khan because she is Marvel's only Muslim superhero. But she's yeah. amazing. I just she's sort great. Of, no, like, she's like, amazing. Just That's what that I'm saying. There. Like, yeah. they couldn't just be like, I know that it's a Muslim in the comics, but we're gonna make it so else people would be very upset I, no it, so if they make her iron heart i i would be very, that would be a but really photon would be cool too i mean I think, would be. I think i think that they're setting her up to be a superhero as well like another new female superhero because she's she shows like no fear whatsoever when the scrolls turn up she's like huh it's like no fear whatsoever yeah, in well, it's I mean, like, she was like she's like, like the bravest character in the whole film yeah she's yeah. Like telling her mom she's like uh no that sounds freaking badass you should totally go yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just get out of here. Don't do it. Jeez. Uh, which I love that, that she's, I, I mean, she's going very much against black woman type. She's like, oh, all right. Like, he's like yeah. so calm. I would have been losing my shit if I was seven or eight in. Oh, yeah. oh also, hey. How did we go this whole podcast without talking about Ben Mendelsohn at all? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so I, mentioned him at a, so I mentioned him at a point by got off on a tangent, but he's, he's amazing in this. And so he's... Starting this whole, like, I just love to play villains. Uh, Talos, that's who he is in the movie. Um, so he's hilarious in this, first off. There's a fight scene between him and Nick Fury. I went, oh, man, I am digging this. Okay. But he's great. And when you see him interact with his family near the end of the movie, I just went, oh. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's all for them. They play like, him up that he's going to be this, like, horrible, mean villain. That he's, like, the general of the scrolls, and he's trying to infiltrate everywhere. And it turns out he's just trying to get back to his family for now. I, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they're going to do... I, he's I, playing I, the long con. Yeah. yeah. He, he might be, honestly. I feel like they're playing up the secret. They're going to do secret invasion, which is when, obviously, they all come and invade. So I think he's going to be like, thanks for getting me back, my people. Now we're going to betray you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for getting us all together in one place. Now yeah. we can do exactly what we want to do. Yeah, I mean, they, they could go that route, and I'll be honest, that would break my heart because I was like, because I was falling for it watching the movie. I'm like, oh, like they're just, they're just a cute. I, th- I mean, I think it was great to have it in this film. That it turns out that the Krees are actually evil, especially since we already had a Kree villain. I totally just remembered the bit in the, fi- in the film. I really enjoyed, and I mentioned it to Elise as we were walking out, but 
the bit where the Kree are the Kree ships are chasing uh, Rambo piloting yeah. the ship through the canyon. I was like, did that remind you of Independence Day? <laughs> I was th- I was hoping because they're what they're shooting at her is yeah. green. Yeah. So I was hoping she'd turn around and go, you did not shoot that green shit at me. <laughs> and then somewhere along the line saying, welcome to Earth. That would have been great. If they, if they just followed up and, you know, throwing yeah. the... Yeah. That would have made sense too because the movie would have come out like the year before that movie was supposed to take place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, would have been per- it would have been a, such a great reference. Oh, that, oh, I'm sad they didn't do that. Now. I yeah. I, so I, in closing, I'll just say as we get to our grades here, I was real. I was so happy this was as good as it was, um, and and I mentioned this in the beginning, but I'm gonna bring it back here. If you're one of those those guys who's like, it's a girl. Girls can't save the world. Uh, first off, I, I hope you've decorated your parents' basement well. Uh, secondly, what? Why? Why can't you just be okay with this? Like. If there's a little girl who sees this and goes, "Hey, I want to enlist in the in the Air Force," because, "Hey, I want to be like Carol." That's fucking awesome. And there's someone who sees this, uh, who saw Black Panther and goes, "Oh, sure, it's amazing. I want to get into science. Representation is important, and this is a another great uh, female-led uh, superhero film or, or heroine, pardon me, uh, <laughs> franchise, which." Again, thank God they didn't fuck this up. Because I really was going in like, like, uh, okay, I want to be able to say this is great. And this is great to me. Uh, It falls in that upper tier. And it is hard for me, I will admit, to rank Marvel films. Because I I love, like, most of them. Uh, I like this more than Doctor Strange. I like this more than Ragnarok. Which, which... It's tough with Ragnarok. So, so like, okay, so just to go, to, to touch on Ragnarok a little bit, Alea loves Ragnarok more than I do. Like, we saw it, she was, and she was like, it's great. And, I was, and she was like, what do you think? I was like, it's good. Like, I was like, it's, it's really good. But I, I, I just don't love it. Uh, I love this. I, like I said, I like this more than Ragnarok. I actually like this more, I, I like this more than Iron Man 2, and I actually really enjoy Iron Man 2. I like this about as much as I enjoyed uh, probably Age of Ultron. And I actually really enjoy Age of Ultron. I know I'm in the minority, but <laughs> the, per, per, per usual wink, but, 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 oh but, but, <laughs> but whatever, I stand by it. So I, despite a couple complaints, I think it's a solid A. I, I really enjoyed this, and I'll go see this again Um yeah, really enjoyed it. So, hey, uh, Allie, friend, uh, final thoughts and uh, your comment. And uh, your I'm also going to give it an A. I already saw it twice. I saw it Damn. two okay. nights in a row. Um, I have been dying for them to make a Captain Marvel movie. She is like my idolization. She's a super powerful woman whose sidekick is a cat. That's me. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I thought they did such a good job with her. There's so many important, like, powerful women in this movie, and not just her, like, Marvel, her, like, uh, idol. Who's a woman? They made Marvel a woman. They did. Yeah. Her best friend is super amazing and powerful. We talked about Monica Rambo, the little girl who's like most fearless character in this. It is so good to have like a strong female movie that that like you said has no love interest. I'm excited to see what she does in Endgame, and I love this movie. 
If she ends up with Rhodey at some point, because she doesn't... <laughs> she, she does in the comics, she, but also Rhodey's way younger. <laughs> yeah, I know. True. <laughs> I, I, get a Rhodey Jr. But, but, I mean... Oh, man. Could you... Oh, could you imagine Fox News freaking out about that? Like, interracial relationship destroys Marvel Studios. I, she should you, just be with... If, if they're going to go her, like, being in an interracial, interracial relationship, I say she goes in Baku. That... You yes. know what? That, you know what? I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He is. Fun. Oh yeah. He is a beautiful well, about man. That. Yeah. Winston Duke. Winston Duke is that a man dresses well. He, like, he really does. If, if I could dress in a teal suit like he does, man, I'd be set. But no, <laughs> I just I, I look goofy. He looks amazing. Well, he's also like dark chocolate. I mean, dark chocolate looks good in everything. I <laughs> <laughs> not even a dozen. But, but <laughs> proud of you, babe. But. Yeah, I, and he's in us in a couple weeks, so we'll have to talk yeah, about that. Which, which I'm so, but yeah, I, if he had a, if she had a Fumbaku, I'd be totally okay with that. Uh, Elise, friend, final thoughts, great. I gotta give it an A. I mean, Carol Danvers getting up after she gets knocked down makes me want to punch someone in the face. It's, <laughs> it's magical. Damn. Okay. And I can't say enough about the cat. You know, <laughs> and I, like I just think being... the the Russo brothers are gonna. Have to figure out how they're going to make this movie longer than 15 minutes coming up because it's going to kick some ass. So I, I'm going to say right now, uh, and this is going to sound very controversial, but again, I don't care. Um, if this was Joss Whedon directing Endgame, I would be concerned. Uh, the Russos have had the best interpretation of Black Widow in the MCU because they did Winter Soldier and then they did... Civil War, which I think I think people sleep on Civil War and they shouldn't. Oh, I, so, love Civil War. I think Civil War is an amazing film. Well, um, they, they do mm-hmm. good things with um, with Scarlet Witch too. They they do like they get how to use the female characters and, and like it, it's really it came from community and it's just funny to me that they're directing superhero films now. But um, it, it's really cool to see such an uplifting female film again with no romantic interests and with where the women are actually supporting each other which you know that is a thing that can't happen uh it it's i yeah i, I was i was really impressed with this and it was two directors on this right yeah, yeah. a woman and a man yeah it's i mean so i mean props there i mean having two people direct a film can always kind of either just like crush it because you have two different just contrasting styles or can just uplift it and i i think it's definitely the latter here uh anyway sir final thoughts are great yeah i mean i really really enjoyed this film um like i came out of it feeling like i was riding a high okay. which is which is that's how i feel after i know i've seen something good and something that i've really really enjoyed um i think you know, like I mentioned, the only thing for me was the the pacing's a little feels a little bit off for me, um, and again, that's due to the fact that they have to try and force her in as a character before they do Endgame. Yeah, which you know, for exposition purposes, isn't enough for me for an origin story because I think if if you stretch that out a bit more and flesh out her character a bit more, the background and everything, spread it out, I think you'd have a richer character. Okay. Um, that being said, I did really enjoy it. I'm going to go slightly differently. I'm going to give it a solid B+. Plus. B+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, all right. You know, you're... Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough. You're done. This is the last podcast I'll be appearing on. <laughs> no, and, 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 and like I said, I, I, I'm just seeing people hate on this, and I really do think if you're 
hate on this, you you have an agenda. I, I'm gonna say it right now. I I think that you're just not wanting to like this, which you know again. You're dumb, but whatever. I mean, you're, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. But, well, especially but, if you can't, like, think of anything, like, concrete to say about it. Like, yeah, there are things you don't like about the movie, but you can specifically pinpoint it to. Yeah. And it's, it's not, not, not to do with yeah. the fact that there's a, there's a female, powerful female character in it. Exactly. Yeah, and which that, is, and I think is one of the, the probably the, the strongest thing about the film. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that's fair, but a lot of people are just like, well, it's stupid because it's a girl and they should have just said male Captain Marvel. No, he's stupid and from the 60s and boring. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they killed him. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just going to say this too, considering that in the comics, Carol uh, Danworth gave birth to the, to, uh, to the person who raped her, I think if anyone deserved a movie to be like, oh, Maybe we should atone for this really fucking horrible thing that we let get printed. Some the... real fucked up shit happened yeah. in the comics yeah. in the 80s. I don't, I don't know who let them write that. Yeah, I, yeah, clearly a dude. So, I mean, I think if anyone deserves a movie here, yeah, it should probably be Captain Marvel. And mm-hmm. I, I'll say, too, when she was Miss Marvel, I mean, you know, she's in a unitard and, of course, it's like figure hugging and all that this is at least a practical costume because you think about wearing a unitar and just having your legs and everything exposed it's like well you know like someone to go for your legs immediately so the, the whole like kind of armor look that the costume has and went yeah this actually is battle ready and would make sense if yeah. you're you know Aaron and I talked about that that like shows we know that she got in really good shape for it I follow her on Instagram because I just love Brie Larson and she posted tons of videos from her working out but there is not one scene in this movie that she's even wearing a tank top she's either wearing a t-shirt and jeans or her like star force suit that's it there was no male pandering to be like look how sexy she is there was none of that this was clearly a movie that was like we don't need to do that she's powerful that shouldn't matter what she looks like Mm-hmm. And, and I will just say, kind of to touch on that, as much as I love the character, they, they, they should really give Scarlet Witch like a practical costume. She actually <laughs> hates those costumes. Like I, uh, Elizabeth I, Olsen has come yeah. out and was like, "Can you please like can my boobs stop being in my face all the time?" I, yeah, I, I will say because you know I do have eyes. I see like Elizabeth Olsen's costume. I'm like, okay, like boobs, awesome, but practical. No, so like, can we get her something where it's not, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, come, come, come on. Like, I, I know this costume designer's there. Like, what are you paying him for? Come on. But, uh, guys, let us know what you thought of Captain Marvel before I go around the horn here. Um, Allie, you sell cookies. Talk, talk, talk to the people. Oh, Please let uh, them know. yeah. So I, I brought this up when I did Halloween, but if you guys love baked goods, you should follow my other Instagram. Uh, bon Bon Cure, and you can order macarons from me or other baked goods. So, yeah, do that. Yeah, I actually have to hit you up for an order on my birthday, actually. Because, yeah, I... Those, do you see macarons or macarons? Macarons? Macarons. Is it, is it, is it actually macarons? Ma- yeah. Macarons! I guess. <laughs> Whoa. There's one I, though, not I mean, two. If, if you really have to go push the French stereotype. <laughs> I know, that was... <laughs> I, I know, God, I, I felt like I was watching Paddington right there. <laughs> <laughs> Elise, anything you want to push, promote? Yeah. Yeah, you good? I'm good. I mean, Allie's scones are really good, so, you know. Don't. I made scones for tomorrow. <laughs> they, oh wait, God. what? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be the best draft 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah we're in all in the fantasy baseball league, and our draft day is tomorrow. So fantasy so, baseball. Yeah. Really? So we're gonna do we're gonna do brunch. Ali's baked, which we've just found out, which is the I best did, news. I did savor and sweet too, and cocktails. Oh my god, so it's yeah. gonna be great! It's gonna be fun. So uh, I, I I I invite you guys. I we already talked about it. So next month we will have a a, a pretty big review actually. So we're gonna have a review for in game, but we're gonna have a big brunch here with like twenty two people. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people here, but we're gonna do uh, mimosa brunch around like a, like noon, hang out for about three hours, and we're gonna all Uber over to uh, Galaxy Theater, and we're gonna all see Endgame together. Then come back and review it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I know, I'm just like, I don't know. If I'm prepared <laughs> to talk about this. Oh, <laughs> so it's actually funny you bring that. So after Endgame, uh, not after Endgame, uh, Infinity War last year, um, Colin, who's on the podcast, we love you, buddy. Um, he so we come back to record and he immediately goes to the liquor cabinet and just grabs the, the Jack Daniels. He's like, "Yeah, can we take about twenty minutes to kind of just come come down?" I'm like, "No, nah, that's fair, man." So yep. I, I'm assuming it'll be a, a similar situation he's with my uh, favorite character won't die in this one because he's already dead. Uh, At least my who, new favorite, your new favorite character won't die either. He might true. be in it, but wait, who's your who's your favorite character? Hiddles. <laughs> oh, that's right, Loki. I don't know. Okay. I see fan theories all the time that Loki's not dead because he was in this Can't light when, when Thanos was choking him, and when he dies, he'd have to be in this light. So, <laughs> so, 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 so I, whatever. So it's funny. I actually read a fan theory that um, that the 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 version of Loki I was choked out was like his like projection, like kind of like in uh, Dark World, and that Loki is moonlighting his banner. Which is why he knows so much about Thanos. Which I went. I, I don't. I could like, like, kind of see that though. Like when I thought about, it, I went. If they do that, you would lose your mind. The Russo brothers would have my respect <laughs> for the rest of their lives. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, yeah. In games on the we're seeing on the twenty. I don't think it's twenty seventh. I think it's a Saturday or twenty eighth. I think it's the twenty eighth. Whichever one's the Saturday. When do tickets go on sale? Yeah, oh, I've been checking. They have not gone on sale. So I, yeah, I have like 22 That's tickets April, to buy. Right? So they're, they're rumoring it's either 27th. this. Okay, April 27th, and we're seeing it. So they're rumoring that tickets go on sale Tuesday with a new trailer. That's the rumor. If it's not, then what every person on Reddit that I'm talking to is saying is April 2nd. So. Yeah, I like I said, I have a lot of tickets to buy, so I really hope it's it's sooner than later. Because <laughs> like really, I just need to know I have tickets for that because ah, in game, ah, you warm my heart. Uh, by the way, again, I'm saying again, please stay at least through the mid credit scene. If you skip out on mid credit scene, you'll be very mad and sad at yourself when you hear what it is. So, uh, if you really want to see Goose act like a true yeah. cat, stay through the full credits. <laughs> Marvel just made us watch a cat meme. Sit and watch a cat meme. Yeah. And, and, it's beautiful. And that's a meme I will be using, like, come next week. <laughs> like, it, it has to exist, right? But, uh, guys, let us know what you thought of Captain Marvel. You can follow uh, the podcast on... Oh, my God, there's so many platforms now. <laughs> you can follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play uh, Podcast, and Spotify now. Uh, if you haven't listened to a Hollow interview and you want to hear Allie be awesome and be way better at than me and Aubrey, I'm trying not to rant about Stephen King stuff. And 
Yeah, I, I I will let you guys go see uh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not <laughs> seeing Pet Cemetery. I I walked by a dead squirrel on the side of the road the other day, and my first thought was, if the squirrel comes back to life and starts chasing me right now, I am beyond fucked right now. Like that that's where my mind goes. But uh, guys, uh, we'll have a review up this weekend for, oh god, what does come up this weekend? I don't know, something probably terrible, that's not as good as Captain Marvel. Uh, we'll have a review up, up for Won't You Be My Neighbor, because that's something I've been wanting to review. Uh, guys, go see Captain Marvel, go see Captain Marvel, it's really great, and have a good night. Bye! <laughs>